right, guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 52 of Beef's Beef, which is crazy to say. Uh, I have a special guest, one of my longest longest friends that is uh, actually different from where I normally go with this podcast, but we've been talking. He's been keeping up with me. I've been keeping up with his career, so it's something that we both are trying to do to, like we said earlier, try to bring two different demographics together. So without further ado, I want to welcome... My one of my good friends, DeAndre Scotia Richardson. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Definitely. Uh, so, we met when we were what about eleven or twelve? Yeah, something uh, like that. Ten. My, yeah, some, somewhere around there. Yeah. My my mom uh, met my stepdad and moved over off Charlestown Road, and he lived over off South Street, which was like the big hangout for us back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made friends with a with a kid across the alley, Travis Taylor. And then we just started, we all got bikes, and it was like, all right, man, yeah. we're going through the neighborhood, and we just know, we met everybody, and it, it was a buttercream game. It was, oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> sick, sick reference right there. Like, I don't know how many people's going to get that reference, but yeah, yes, the yeah. buttercream game. Yeah. But not as near as corny. Right. Not, nowhere near. <laughs> Man, like I'm blown away that someone that you just said that because I wasn't expecting that at all. I had so, that on VHS. I, I, we did too. Yeah, yeah it was worth. <laughs> have you? It's on YouTube. If you ever feel, yeah, this at 29. Go, yeah, if you ever like get down on yourself, like oh yeah, I'm gonna go check out the Buttercream Gang on YouTube. Yeah. Anybody else go check it out? And don't judge us for what we watched as a kid because yeah. that was 19 years ago. So, mm. like I said, we we met. Uh, 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. Right. And all we did all day, man, was ride bikes, play football, play basketball. And when I came in there, like, I was a hooper. Everybody else was like football, and it was like, Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter. One day we would play football, and the next day we would play basketball, or we played both of them. In the street. Yeah. No grass. In the street. No, we did play in grass, and uh, we played (laughs) at old dude's house, and remember he stepped in the hole and broke his his leg. Oh, yeah, uh, Rocky. No, Nathan. Nathan was... Oh, Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Remember, he lived back here on uh, Beachwood. He lived back okay. on Beachwood Avenue. Yeah. Remember, he was playing that big field behind his house. Yeah. He, he got hurt at his own house. Well, oh, man. The worst. <laughs> we like, I guess, well, I guess we got to go. Like, I guess we can't play at his house yeah. no more because he just yeah. broke his ankle bad. Mm. And it wasn't like someone Tragic. like broke his ankle. Like, he stepped in a hole and broke it in like mm. a really lame way. <laughs> so... so that like like you just said, man. That neighborhood was close knit. Like we were always together during the, during the week, man. And then during the weekend, I'll go to my dad's. Monday it was like didn't even miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Come back, come back Monday through Friday. Everybody get done with their homework, and it was like all right, straight to straight to outside. Right. What are we doing? Staying out till like twelve at night, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like summertime, it was like all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to get some food, and then all right, where are we meeting up yeah. at? Or I'm gonna come get some food with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or come to the house, get some food, so we know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. And then as mm-hmm. we got older, as like neighborhood kids do, they don't go to the same school. I went to school in Louisville, at Portland Christian. Yep. You started out in New Albany, ended yep. up going to Jeff. Yep. And then ended up graduating from Jeff. What you What did you do after? After I guess after you really left New Albany. Man, so I went completely ghost for like a matter of four years. Yeah. So <clears throat> like. All my life, you know, he, he just mentioned a lot about, you know, he was in the basketball. I was in the football, man. I was just, uh, which, by the way, uh, Peebo Pearson. You remember him? Absolutely. Yeah. It's Romeo Langford's older brother. Uh, I did not know Yes, that. that's Romeo Langford's older brother. Wow. Yeah, man. That just blew my mind. I had no yeah. idea. 
Yes. It's, now I got kind of a connection to Romeo. It's yeah. like he, he used to come and play with us all the time. Really? He used to come and play with us all the time. We used to play, he used to play football, and uh, he'd come and play basketball with us every once in a while. Because I remember everybody talking about how great he was. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he could. The thing was, it's like nobody ever really came to our neighborhood and, like, beat us in basketball. <laughs> it just it never happened. Held it down. Yeah, we, yeah. we always held down that neighborhood down. when it came to sports. <laughs> People would come over and they'd get mad because they couldn't beat us. Kids I remember that, that. yeah. And I remember that. People would be so mad, but yeah. I had no idea. You yeah. just blew my mind with that piece. So, like, you know, it was it was guys like him growing up. I mean, I still to this day, people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them this, but... I feel like Peebo Pearson is probably the fastest human being I've ever seen with the naked eye run on yeah. a football field. Even after being in, in college and, and going on tryouts and stuff, I might have seen maybe one or two other people fast. But, I mean, this is back when we was all eighth, ninth graders. And there was a yeah. time where uh, Coach Roth pulled Peebo from Hazelwood's practice to go practice against uh, the, the, the high schoolers uh, up on the hill at New Albany. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the stuff that I always heard. It's just how yeah. ridiculously fast. Raw talent, man. Just, yeah. you know, and, you know, it was things like that that really motivated me to keep with football. And so, you know, I got my act together. I got really serious about football uh, after high school. Maybe that's more so when my skill flourished. Uh, I used to really be close to a guy that we, we ain't really close that much anymore, but he kind of mentored me and brought me up in the game. And uh, I learned a lot of techniques and life skills. Shout him out! Got shout him out! Oh, okay. Well, shout out to Darius, Darius Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can I give him his props where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, you know, uh, man, like he was, he was very, uh, he was like a mentor that I never had. He was like my true, my first true mentor. And you know, I got on. I, I remember doing a, a jelly ladder for the first time. He was like, "Man, I don't think you're gonna make it." <laughs> 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 but I mean, and then moving forward though, man, I mean, he he, I had a lot of breakthroughs with him. Like I got my forty time down. I got you know stronger. I got you know more agile. I got all the things that you know a running back or a outside linebacker needs to be better on the football field. I, I got from him. Yeah. So, uh, so moving forward, like I had, I took two thousand nine off. I went to Alabama A and M. Then the semester afterwards. I went to Anderson University, played there for a semester. Where's Anderson at? Anderson, Indiana. Okay, it's okay. Anderson Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, it's a private uh, Christian college. I was there with my cousin uh, Jamie Grant. Shout out to him. That's another New Omni great too. He played nice. football back in the day. Nice. He was, he was a threat. But uh, yeah, um, and you know it was cool, but. It didn't really work out because, you know, family situation and stuff. I won't get too deep into it. But uh, I took a year off. You know, I was so devastated at the time. I thought I was never going to go back to school again, submitting applications to different colleges. And then I realized it's Indiana State. I can just keep it in, in, in the state. So I shot a application to Indiana State. I got accepted. Uh, went there. 2012 didn't really do well with the grades, so I couldn't play football then. But 2014 was my official first season as a Sycamore. I walked on the team. Uh, coach Trent Miles got me on there, and he was a great coach. And now I think he coaches. He's like on the coaching staff of the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's nuts. Yeah, man. So uh, you know, he was. He's a. 
he's a great guy, and you know people can say what they have to say about him and his reputation. But in the, the day, he was a, he was a great coach, and you know, and he he really gave me. He was one of the first people that gave me a shot. He gave me a chance. You know, what I'm saying like he brought me in my office and he said, "I believe in you." You know, what I'm saying. So, um, and I was there, and I played there, and the season was over. So I decided to do a pro day. I did a pro day there too. So that was, I guess, essentially because you had already gone to so many schools. That was essentially your senior year, right? Because okay. I couldn't really get a red shirt. And this is something that, not to interrupt, but this is something that I just now found out about. I don't know if you watched Last Chance You on Netflix. If you haven't Part watched of it, it yeah. you need Part to watch it because it's fantastic. Something that one of the guys said on there, I feel like it's probably comes into right here. Mm-hmm. He played somewhere and he started his clock, and that's my guess is what happened to you is you started your clock. There it is. And then once you got there, even though you only yeah. played two years, you started your clock so long you had to finish it within that certain amount. They of time. have to go in and change that somehow, man. I they feel have that's to. unfair. Because if that's someone unfair. if someone goes through a situation, say like you did. Mm-hmm. Or even like the guy that is on Last Chance U and actually just got out of, uh, he was in tri- he was on trial for a murder that he actually didn't have any part any part of. Yeah. Now he's gonna have to go D two and hope that a NFL team watches him. So that's something I don't know if you knew. You probably could have gone D two and still played. Yeah, but man, ain't nobody got time for that though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but. Uh, it's funny you brought that up, too, because I remember when I was in the compliance office and the woman had told me the only way you can get away with that is if you're, like, a member of the armed services or if you had a definite family or, or something like Or that. religious, probably, because yeah. because I know uh, David Robinson. David Robinson actually missed a couple of years of college because uh, he was in the Navy and then other people yeah. that go to, like, BYU, they uh, they miss time because they do their, their uh, things for being a Mormon, so they go away and do their stuff like that. So that stuff... I guess, like you said, armed forces or religious reasons you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, neither here or there. You know, I did it, and I'm proud of it. And so, after the pro day, I decided that, you know, I ain't stopping. <laughs> so, I kept going. Now, the time period now is about 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I had an internship in Pennsylvania. And when I was done with that, I decided to continue to keep pursuing and actually, there's another guy. Man, do you remember what's that guy's name? That uh, he he stood out in front of a uh, like Eagles somewhere with a sign oh, that said "We'll yeah. we'll run routes for food" or something yeah, like that. And yeah. then they ended up bringing him in there. I think yeah, the, the Jets. It was the Jets. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it was the Eagles. Oh, it, okay. It was the Eagles. Yeah, oh, okay. You're right. It was the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. And you know, making this. I don't remember what the guy's name was, but yeah, I know you're talking about. Well, my friend. Uh, Rashawn, Rashawn Sly, shout out to him. Uh, he did the same thing. He, uh, I met him at my internship. We was working with kids. This place called Trails in Camp. Uh, you know, this is a really great summer vacation spot for for you know kids between the ages, you know, like mid preteen, mid teen, you know, yeah. to about eighteen. And uh, you know, we was out there, and we met. We 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 uh, made a relationship with one another. And I had a, a tryout in Philadelphia, so he opened his arms, and you know I, I went and stayed the night with him because uh, he was going to Temple University at the time. Okay. So he was playing football there, or just going? There? He was. He was. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I think he was doing both. I think he was doing both, though. Yeah, but I think that was his last year, and it was something where 
the thing about the eligibility yeah. BS, you know what I'm saying? And he, he had the choice between doing the tryout or staying at Temple. Like, yeah. He chose a tryout instead, yeah. I believe. But, you know, uh, I did that. I did Edmonton Eskimos, which is Canadian football. Uh, and I did uh, Kentucky Knights, which is another arena football team. So that's what I did at the high school. This is a lot of football, man. You know, I, I, I held on to it. It's something that I believed that I could do. But I'm going to tell you, one thing that kind of ain't really discouraged me, but I just sometimes, you know, people, you grow up as a kid, people are like, you can be what you want to be. You can do what you want to do if you yeah. work hard. Sometimes you just got to come to grips and just understand that, yo, you ain't got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually. <laughs> I guess I got lucky because I came to grips with that a lot earlier than you did. Yeah. When I realized, like, because I wanted to be, I wanted to play basketball for forever. But then after a while, you're like, well, you're unathletic, you're short. No one's offering you when you're coming out of high school. The only team that even sent a letter to you was a team that doesn't even offer offer academic or athletic scholarships. Oh, so you actually got an offer? No, they sent a letter to me. It wasn't an offer. Oh. No, I never got an offer. I can't say, I can't say that I got an offer. Nah, I wish I got an offer. I'd still yeah. have that letter. <laughs> like, this team, look at this team. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I guess I realized it maybe a lot earlier than you, but still, man, you got to experience a lot of yeah. a lot of cool stuff. I mean, it was a for Canadian football teams, arena football teams, like, that's, that, to some people, that's a dream. I mean, that would be cool. That would be cool to do. Yeah. So. It was a blessing, man, but, uh. I'm going to tell you this story real quick. Uh, so I was just sitting in there. Uh, it was outside. You know you know, how you pull up to these uh, training facilities mm-hmm. and it's people warming up and doing their stretches and doing their uh, plyometrics and things. And there was this one guy who was on the phone. He was just chilling. Like he was just sitting there on the phone talking. Look, maybe he was talking to his agent or something. I don't know. But they called his number. He literally got up. It was a suit he had. He got up, jumped out of it, you know, set himself. And ran like a four two, and sat back down and kept doing what he was doing. Like, yep, see, this is why. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, me. I don't got it. Yeah. yeah, I can't just take a sweatsuit off and run a four two. No, if back. I can't do that, then I don't want to do it. Yeah, plain and simple. If I if I can't jump out of what I got on and run a four two, like snap my fingers and yeah. stop. Not happening. Do you even know who the guy was? Like, still I don't thing? know. I don't know. I don't know. Is his, his number? He looked like he looked kind of like. Uh, Thomas Jones a little bit in the face. Yeah. But he was like really stocky. And uh yeah, and that another thing too, at this tryout, uh Ron Jaworski came out and uh what's the guy's name? He is a there's a football player that used to play. Marcus Coaston. Okay. Yeah, he uh he owns the team. He owns Philadelphia Soul. So this was when he was still playing for New Orleans then? No, 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 no. The it was this was back in two thousand sixteen. So he had already, I guess, quit. Yeah, I suppose. And he said he's a, he's a new owner of uh, Philadelphia Soul. So I got a chance to talk to them, you know, and that was cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. That is that is cool. So yeah. When so the reason I mean the big thing that you're into now is music, right? And that's a reason why I wanted to have you on is because you know it's cool to talk about sports, but sometimes you know I want to talk about other things too. So. Mm-hmm. What, what led you or what brought you from DeAndre, the football player, to Scotia, Scotia. the rip your face off rapper? Yeah. What 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 <laughs> took you from what took you from that? What brought you to that? Well, first of all, uh, for for those who are listening, the name is spelled S K A U X S H A. 
all caps. Um, it's a play on words, really, from Scotia, because the the real way you spell Scotia is S C O T I A. Yeah. And I felt like when I was thinking about this, like it's just too plain for me. It just yeah. doesn't really look right when you write it on paper or see it. So I'm like, I gotta add something to this. So Scotia, I mean, it was a kind of play on words from down south. You know how they say like like LSU's got like go tigers. Yeah. It's how they pronounce the vowel sound. Yeah. So I kind of just use the A-U-X and put it in my name. Okay. And and that's what that is. That's why it's spelled the way it's spelled. Yeah. But, uh, so my name comes from my grandfather. We was actually talking. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it comes from him because when he was a man, a young man, uh, they used to call him Scotch for short. And it basically means he was cold-blooded, you know, like he kept it real, you know, like he was cool but he was also cold-blooded and um you know so i get the name from him and i just took the torch and ran with it you know what I mean? what's crazy is we were also talking about this is like like i said i knew deandre and i knew his grandpa but i didn't know it was his grandpa until like two or three years after deandre and i were friends because so if you can picture this so my house was on charlestown road and then the back of it there was a the back side of it there was an alley yeah. Across the alley was one of my best friends, Travis, and right next door to him was DeAndre's grandpa. Mm-hmm. So his grandpa would always come out and walk their dogs. They had, I think, they had one. They had a couple. They, they had a, uh, they had two Shih Tzus and they had a little poodle. Two Shih Tzus, yeah. And they, yeah. he would always walk them out back and and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. we'd be out there playing basketball. He'd always sit there and talk to us. Right. I had no idea that was your grandpa. <laughs> no idea for the longest time. Yeah. And then one day I saw you over there and I was like, Why is DeAndre talking to that guy? Like he's cool, but. How does he know him? Yeah. Oh, it's his grandpa. Mm-hmm. Right so, here, right now. He just figured that out. Well, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it before, and then I forgot it, and then I saw your profile picture mm-hmm. not that long ago, and I was like, I always forget that that was his grandpa. Yeah. And I, I just I always thought that was funny because it was like two different worlds con- colliding. Yeah. And it, it, I should have known because y'all were so close right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so you got that name from him. So who... I mean, who kind of pushed you into the away from the football? Because there for a while you were doing personal training. And stuff. Yeah. So you know, and personal training is, is is an own monster of itself. Like you know, personal training is cool, but for me, that was just something that I didn't want to do because I I love the workout. I love getting in shape, but um, honestly, it's just you know dealing with not everyone's like this, but just the distressors of building up your clientele. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maintaining your clientele, like sending them diet plans and, you know, checking up on them to make sure everything's good. It, it's it's a lot of work, right? And then on top of that work, you have to maintain a, like, quota so you can keep making money, you know, especially if you want to make money for yourself. And a lot of gyms in this area weren't really, uh, aren't really paying people uh, good amounts of money to do that type of thing. It's usually yeah. like a commission-based job or something like that, Yeah, you know? So, um, I just decided, well, you know, I was at work one day, and you remember uh, Chance the Rapper had something called So Gone Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was back in 2016. And, you know, I was like, man, I'm just going to, you know, play around with this a little bit. And, uh, you know, I had said some stuff. I went on I went on uh, YouTube, and I went on Facebook and did a video, and it got a lot of reception. And then I showed uh, my girlfriend now... Um, and then she looked at me and she said, you know, you should really consider doing this. Like, this is dope. Like, you cold. 
You know, and that's kind of another thing. That's where I got my name Scotia from because Nova Scotia's cold. So yeah. it's like a metaphor. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, she's like, you should really do this. Like, this is dope, you know, and shout out to her. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Desiree Ka. Um, but yeah, I mean, she really uh, motivated me to uh, really pursue it and take it seriously, you know. And so out the gate, man, uh, we had, you know, decided to start going to different cities and stuff. So I started off at this place called uh, Apache Cafe. It was a pass the bar exam, uh, really popular down south. And for those who are listening, a lot of independent artists, he still does it. You go down there, sign up, get on stage, and you pass the bar and the world's yours. Because what they do is if you win, then they bring you in for a studio session. Uh, they they put you on a social media and you have opportunity to network with them and you know the world is yours you know networking is huge absolutely it's huge yeah Yeah. I mean that's something I'm learning with this is it's it's crazy man how much you can get from networking like you're saying because that Denny Crumb interview just having that with me as in my side pocket it gets me to be able to talk to certain people yeah it's like I did an interview with Denny Crum. They're like, oh, okay, well, I'll do, that. I'll do one with you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I know absolutely what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So we did this uh, past the bar exam, and we got, I got up there. I did a song called Have To, um, and, and that song was really just my breakout song. It was full of, full of anger, and, uh, you know, it was just my um, admission ticket to the rap game. You know, I was like, man, these people ain't never heard of me. Nobody's never heard me rap before. What exactly can I talk about? It was your lights, please. Yes. It was your lights, please. Yeah. <laughs> and it still is. And, yeah. it's, and it still is. It's my baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, you can go on my SoundCloud and listen to it right now. If you type in S-K-A-U-X-S-H-A on SoundCloud, you can hear it on there. But it's it's really just about, uh, you know, the verses, mark them if I have to, desert them if I have to, top them off, whip them like a Sunday if I have to. Maximize the value. Royalty is mine. Ignite the world in free minds with my rhymes if I have to. You know, plain and simple. You know, if, if I got to, I'll do it. You know, yeah. no matter what. If it comes to me, uh, who if nobody else is going to step up and talk about what's really real in their lives and, and bring that essence to hip-hop as a genre, then I'll do it. Yeah. That's why it's called Have To. Yeah. You know, so from there forth, I took this song and ran with it. I loved it. Loved everything about it. And, um... And it came along with a bunch of other songs, too. You know what I mean? And so, for that event, though, it was my first time on stage, man. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I was I was shooken up a little bit. I was oh, nervous. Yeah. But then, what's, what's, what's messed up is uh, they cut the mic off on me, dude. They cut the microphone off. Like, because <laughs> they, they raised the sign up and they said, pass the bar or pass the mic. So, if I pass the bar, they make a bunch of noise. But if I pass the mic, then that means you get off stage. It's like, yeah, it's like the follow It's like the <laughs> Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, man, the, 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 he said pass the mic. They started making noise. They cut the mic off. I still I still kept spitting. Yeah. I didn't stop. You know, that's that's what really that's what really made me furious. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, man, you're great. Y'all great to hear what I got to say. Yeah. And I got up there and I just let it all out. You know, and uh, still, you know, although I didn't make it, it was it was very uh, so, uplifting to do. So you did, they didn't actually pass you. No, they did. Nah. They did oh, I, I, I had to pass the mic, and so the the same thing happened again when I was up at uh, I went to the same spot uh, Apache Cafe, 
and the same thing happened again. Where uh, is this on, place at now? It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. So it's really, man, it's a tough crowd, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's uh, if they don't know who you are, if you don't really have clout, they won't really make much noise. Yeah. Or anything like that. So it's really tough to. It's an indecisive crowd. I mean, even the guy at the time that won. I mean, of course, no disrespect, but everybody loves a white boy that can rap. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so hey, that's who won because the white boy he could really rap. He was good. I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. I mean, he was good and he did his thing. And you know, I couldn't even be mad at him. So shout out to him. I I, I forget his name, but uh, he did he he heated it up. I mean, he did his thing, and you know, so it is what it is. So you know what I'm saying? So going from there, I mean, listen to the type of stuff that you that you put out and everything. And yeah, I always try to. Something I always try to do when I listen to somebody is think in my mind, like, what type of stuff did he grow up on, music-wise, or mm-hmm. who's who's he? Because you never want to be exactly like somebody. Absolutely. But you want to take something from this person, you want to take something from this person. So who, if you had to say, first start off when you were younger, like, who was your influences from when you were a kid, like, that you listened to, and who is your biggest influences now? So the first song I ever, first hip-hop song I ever heard in my life was uh, Naughty By Nature. <laughs> okay. Hip-Hop Hooray. I love that song. Sung, sung it all the time around the house. But fast forward, uh, man, Kanye, Wu-Tang, uh, Royce the Five Nine, Big Pun, Pac, Nas, Biggie, AZ, Lil Wayne, yeah. uh, Baby Lil Wayne and grown Lil Wayne, both yeah. of them. You know what I'm saying? And I, I hate, you know what I hate that kind of went away though. And people are probably gonna make fun of me for that. I miss crunk music a lot. We, really? We we grew up on crunk music. Wow. I used to love crunk so, music. Turned to trap. It kind of did, but it evolved. I love I love Scrappy and all, I love yeah. Scrappy and Lil John wasn't that great, but he always had great songs with great features. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I miss trap. I, I think Pastor, you know Pastor Troy, don't you? Yeah, of yeah. course. Pastor Troy, the guy that would release an album every three months. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on, yeah. man. Like, all right, we get it. You're outside. Yeah, we got you. Right. Quit dropping another album. This is like the sixth one this year. <laughs> well, I was really, you know, we talk about crunk. I was, Pastor Troy was my go-to. Oh, Pastor yeah. Troy was great. Yeah, man. Even though, like, I was just making fun of him. But <laughs> I shout out to Matt Mullins, by the way. Matt Mullins was Always my guy with that type of stuff. Got me into three six. Got me into oh yeah, uh, Pastor Troy. All of them. Dude. Mm-hmm. He he was the reason I was like listening to them so much. But you know, back in them days though, who, what really motivated me? Everybody talks about because you know hip hop has always been broken up into coast. Yeah. Up until recently, it ain't really about coast anymore. It seems like it's not really. No, uh, it, it's it's really not, and it's it's almost it's just a full culture now instead yeah. of. It being like, oh, well, this is Snoop and Dre and Pop, and this is Biggie and Diddy and Jay Z and and all them. Like, yeah. no, it's like you're saying, it's it's just one big culture now, and mm-hmm. you do still have beef, but beef will never be on the same level that it was nah. in the late '90s and early 2000s. Nah, not even close, man. Like beef was really real back then. People yeah. died over stuff. Still yeah. locked up for stuff today over stuff they did 15 years ago yeah and <laughs> that's a good thing it's something yeah. that because i mean you have i mean the biggest beef you can think of now i mean you got the drake and nick millwin mm-hmm. where they both had their first songs they were like uh, and then drake killed him is that and a world it, tour or your girls tour yeah and but after that was over like now they're talking about doing a song together mm-hmm. like meek was like yeah i'd be willing to do a song with him i saw that and that's the type of stuff that needs to happen mm-hmm 
this useless killing over something that someone said in a song that maybe they shouldn't have said. Yeah. But you it's, know, it's, man, look, I'm going to tell you something, man. When I listen to this stuff, I'm led to believe a lot of these dudes don't do half, not even a, a smidgen of what they talk about. No. no Ain't no way. Unless it's when it's studio time, they shooting up everybody. They on the trap. They in the bando. They doing what they got to do to move yeah. some keys. Yeah. But when it's out the studio, all right, where's my Uber at? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the way it is. Yeah. And, man, it's it's crazy, but and it's the same thing with 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 um, with these beefs, man. Like they'll say stuff in those things now where back in the day they'd say stuff like I mean you think I my my all time favorite beef is hit them up. That's my favorite. Yeah. And that's probably well, so token, but I mean, just the beginning of what Pac says in there, it's like now I understand probably why there was it did oh, yeah. go to violence because it's like man I probably would have got really pissed if he said that too right <laughs> and, and a lot and, and, and you know speaking of coast that really that beef alone the, the the East Coast West Coast stuff started with Biggie and Tupac you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and so back to what I was saying the the East Coast really like motive oh man how did I forget them a tribe called Quest yeah by the way today is the 25th anniversary for Midnight Marauders my wow. album that, that came out with so wow. I love that album yeah they Great just dropped album. the album what last year uh it was last year they just dropped another album yeah they did they did yeah they, they did and they just and they got they, they just came out with a visual for a space program or something like that uh, about a couple months ago which is a really good visual it's kind of yeah. like the farewell video they're, yeah. they're basically done it seems yeah. like yeah you know so Tribe Called Quest is in there. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest is in there. Um, you know, EPMD is real old school. My, my dad got me hooked on that. It's Eric Sermon, Parrish Smith. Uh, let's see. Woo, I mentioned Wu-Tang. Uh, man, there's just so many. Uh, who, who back in the day, though, was, all right, DeAndre's closing up in his room. Who who you popping? Because back then it was, who you popping in the CD player? Oh or, man, back or, then. Or what tape are you popping in there? You talking about like back in like when I was like sixth, seventh grade. <laughs> Who are you recording off the radio on a tape with? Oh man, uh, it was definitely Nelly. <laughs> uh, he's coming yeah, here, he, man. It's yeah. next, next week. Uh huh. Yeah. That's that's crazy because it's like, man, I want to go, but then you feel like you're that old person that you've always seen at concerts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're just like, what are they doing here? Right. Like, that's where you feel like you're gonna be. <laughs> so it's like, man, but not, none of you kids are gonna know anything about what he's talking about. Like no. this is what we grew up. on Yeah, uh, let alone the only one they're gonna remember is hot in here. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe uh, Air Force Ones or something. Oh yeah, like it's it, a banger. It, it seemed like Nellyville was kind of like when he blew up for everybody, but like mm-hmm. all the his old stuff though, yeah. man. Like Country I, Grammar was. Yeah, yeah, was still Ew. my it's still my favorite mm-hmm. Nelly song. I love that song. Yeah, yeah I love it. So yeah. Nelly was Nelly was the one. That Nelly you Nelly was the one who I was recording, and I was ooh, DMX. Oh my yes. god, that dude, Sheesh. Kind of, that dude kind of went off the deep end though a little bit. Bad man, I mean it was just uh, the drugs, man, and you know, and just I think he just had a lot of personal demons. I read his autobiography a little bit. I haven't finished the whole thing, but he's he he had a lot of personal demons with his mother. He had a lot of resentment towards his mother. You know, some things he was dealing with as far as, like, religion and, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that. So Because he always just, said he had one song on his album where he was talking to God. Yeah. You oh, ever yeah. Heard it? yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. He always said that on every album he had a gospel song. 
Yeah. That he did not cuss in. Yeah. Guess if you heard everything else, you're like, <laughs> is that a gospel song on here? Mm-hmm. And then the next song's party up, like, don't right. really make sense. <laughs> How does this happen? Right. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. It's I actually saw that interview not that long ago, and I was like, really? I guess I never, because he really stopped making hip-hop music, like, albums that were popular before mm-hmm. I was old enough to really get albums. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, you're older, and they got Apple Music or Spotify or... Uh, Amazon Prime Music. Right. You can literally, it's just at the tip of your finger. Back when we were kids, we had to get on like LimeWire mm-hmm. and <laughs> downloaded it illegally. Nah, bro. Wait a minute. Hold on. The Box. Remember the, the Box? Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> the Box was the poor kids MTV. Yeah. Because you, you. Yeah. But to be honest though, did you ever pay for a song on that? I did. I did. I, I a couple songs. Brother, I remember my brother yeah. doing that when I was a kid because, like I said, that was a poor kids MTV because they would yeah. you and it was unedited too. It's a, at certain times of the mm-hmm. night. You and yeah. it was <laughs> man the box. I wonder how many people's really gonna remember the box right. when I release this episode. And you're like, man, I forgot about the box. <laughs> yes, the box. It was ill, man. It was ill. It was a great time, but uh, but yeah, definitely uh, Nelly DMX. Uh, some some bone thugs in there definitely triple yeah. six mafia back before they was three six mafia yeah. triple six triple six yeah. yeah 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 but um and yeah man I mean you know uh I didn't really get into like the West Coast and the South until high school because that's when when Young Jeezy came out it's like everybody oh. was everybody was hip to the South then Jeezy man Jeezy <laughs> you just you said a name that's near and dear to my heart because I, yeah. that's another person like we were talking about before we started recording was. I get a lot of crap for saying I love The Weeknd. Jeezy, because I've mentioned him in my top five favorite rappers ever. Really? I still love Jeezy. I'm not, and I'm not saying that Jeezy's the most talented or anything. Mm-hmm. But Jeezy's first album to me is, the, in my opinion, the best rap album or hip-hop album ever. So if, if, if I'm picking first, if, if I'm saying, all right, hip-hop album, you're going to have me pick one, Suck Motivation 101, front to back, oh, don't, don't stop a track, play the whole thing all the way through. Yeah. And it's, Amen. The whole album. <laughs> it's either that or take care. One of right. those. One of those two. It's like one A, one B for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. take care was honestly like a R and B rap. So we're going straight mm-hmm. hip hop. I'm taking. I'm taking Thug Motivation One Hundred and One. So right. moving from that era, like who who would you say that you take stuff from now? Uh, definitely J Cole, uh, Kendrick. Um, those are my two main. I mean, as far as flows and stuff, to be honest with you, like uh, Lil Uzi Vert, man. I like I like Lil Uzi Vert, man. I just I like him for his flow. You know, Travis Scott, same thing. I feel like Travis Scott has definitely influenced a lot of a lot of rappers. These yeah, days. for sure. Like I think Quavo's sound didn't change until him and Travis started doing projects together. Now you, see, you hear him singing a whole lot more. He don't really rap that much, and he can rap. He's a good rapper, but he ever since Travis kind of got with him, started doing music with him, then you start to see Quavo, you know, singing. Like, yeah. You know, every every time he's on a song. And I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you, man. I'm gonna say this. I got Migos fatigue. I do. Oh man. I got Migos, I got Migos fatigue, man. I'm tired of seeing them everywhere. When mm-hmm. if if you ask me, if we're talking like rap groups, I would take Ray Shrimpton over them. Yeah, I love Ray Shrimpton, man. Like, I liked him way more than like Migos, but yeah. Migos is everything, everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's like all the time. And I it's got, like I got Migos between fatigue. them and uh, 
And Cardi B a little bit too. Man. Oh, that Cardi B was fatigued for me from the very yeah. beginning. So, as soon as I heard her talk, and I was like, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's dope, but it's just like, all right, next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we know that you're kind of just yeah. like an industry plant to go at Nikki right. and try to get her fired up and stuff. And right. Apparently that's worked. Apparently Nikki's. But what I just it. learned on the radio the other day was apparently she was a huge Vine star. So that's how she got found. She, I didn't know she that. got found on Vine. And she had like really messed up teeth and at the time and stuff. So I guess somebody scooped her in and now yeah. she's, you know, huge. Like Rosie Perez. Yeah. <laughs> Rosie Perez. Wow. So obviously, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of says Colin Kendrick. You got to give me somebody that's under, or not really under. Because to be honest, there's no one that's really underground now. Every, yeah. Someone's heard of pretty much everybody because of social media stuff. But who's somebody that maybe somebody wouldn't think about that you kind of take stuff from? A lot of people say I, I rap a lot like Pac. Uh, people say when I rap, they, they they get a lot of Pac, they get a lot of Nas. You know, of course, those, those are people that everybody knows. Yeah. But these days, I mean, think about rap nowadays, though, man. It's, it's I mean, other than flow and cadence and stuff, like, it's really hard for me to get inspiration as far as lyrics. Yeah. As far as concepts and things like that, because it's all the same same thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's it's literally, and it's not me, you know, being like one of these hip hop grandpas or nothing like that, you know, but it's just what I'm calling it for what it is. It's, you turn on the radio, it's all the same thing. Like, and I, and I listen to lyrics, I listen to songs, you know, I say Drake too, you know, Drake, when it, when he's, when it's time for Drake to spit, he spits. Yeah. Like anytime you, you hear a, a 6 p.m. in Dallas, a 6 a.m. in Calabasas or whatever, you know he's about to go in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time you got a song that's designed like that. And you know he had to also had a diplomatic immunity, which really is just him boasting about him and his success. and you know, Which him, was him. such an underrated song to me. Yeah. Like that song went so under the radar yeah. because he came out with God's Plan at the same time. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, God's Plan. And then he dropped the God's Plan video, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched the God's Plan video, you need to watch it. Please. Yes, because the God's Plan video is fantastic. Yeah. Even if you don't like Drake, you will respect what he did in that video. Mm-hmm. Watch the God's Plan video. It's great. You can even mute it if you don't like it. <laughs> because it's seriously worth watching. Yeah. And It made it, me cry a little it, bit. Man. It did For me, real. too. Like, yeah. everybody showed it to you. They were like, that makes me kind of like Drake. Right. And... I, I don't know. I, that's a story for a different time with the Drake thing. So, <laughs> right. But the diplomatic diplomatic immunity, immunity. yeah, mm-hmm. was a fantastic track. Yes. And I honestly kind of forgot about it, but I loved the song. Like I liked it more than I liked God's Plan when it came out. Really? I did because mm-hmm. because I don't. I guess it, sometimes I get kind of a hipster with that type of stuff where it's like mm-hmm. I don't. I thought it was better. I thought he put more into it. Yeah, it's more depth. Absolutely. Yeah, it, this, yeah. but the other one he knew was going to be all right. This one's going to be a single. Mm-hmm. This one I'm gonna put what uh, it's kind of like what Cole said about uh, workout where mm-hmm. Jay Z was like, you gotta have a track on here that's gonna play in the clubs. You gotta have a track somebody on the radio. You gotta make a song. I didn't want to make workout, but I had to because I knew I had to do it. Right. But he had other songs on that album that were just bangers. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what but God's playing the diplomatic community were. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, these days Kanye, I mean Kanye is a different Kanye, but he's still definitely lyrical. Like I know he had that uh, one song, it was like or one album, it was like a flash in the pan. He what he, he named it? I forgot what he's. He's like I'm I'm bipolar and I something. Who who's that now? Kanye Kanye West. He had a song about he had a album he just came out with it's called I'm bipolar and. Uh, something I forgot what he says. Oh, you talking about his newest album? Yay? His new album, yeah, yay. But he he titled it though. He titled it. 
it's, it's called something like that. I can't remember, but he had a song. This what's that one song? It was like tweaky tweaking on that two CV, huh? I honestly didn't even listen to Ye's new album. Dang. I, I didn't, man. He, yeah. he lost me with a lot of the things he's been doing lately, but I listened to right. every other album he produced. Yeah. And I liked every other album he produced. Actually, he did. He hasn't lost me. He's been losing me gradually since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. To me, that's his best work. And ever since oh, then, yeah. it's just been like uh, Yeezus almost threw it out the window. Really? I did not like Yeezus. There's a few, there's a few, there's a few songs on there. I like, I, I like Black Skinhead. And I like Black Skinhead. I like the uh, Strange Fruit. It was a dope song. I like I like the uh, the, the twist, the, the the breakdown in that song was really dope. Well, see, you can always tell it's a Kanye song. Yeah. Even if it, you can always tell it's a Kanye song or a Kanye produced song because of the breakdown. Mm-hmm. If you ever know, and you can do the That's same. True. If you can do that with a lot of people, like you can tell someone's in a certain song. Cole does it too. Kendrick does yeah. it too. That's, Drake does it also. Like the Drake, beat changes when he's uh, it's like Kendrick, a feature or something. Kendrick like. does it and he does that deep voice. Cole does it and it gets I don't it, you I listen to them so much I know when he's coming into a song because mm-hmm. you can hear the beat change alright this isn't the same rapper coming in this is going to be Cole or Kendrick yeah. or Drake mm-hmm. and but with his it's always like a picks up real fast and it turns into like a techno beat or something yeah Kanye. yeah and I don't he started losing me when he started doing it because I loved uh 808 Heartbreaks, I love that album too. A lot of people hate that album. It's a dope album. But I love that album. I did too. And I love my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I love that album. And of course you got Graduation and uh, College Dropout. College Dropout, yeah. And High School Dropout. Yeah. All three, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he was was it there for a long time to me. And it was just like, man, like, I don't, it was his mom. And he can blame it on whatever he wants. He can blame it on whatever he wants and, because at the end of the day, it's his life. But I think it was honestly when his mom passed away. It's what really. It was his mom and him getting with Kim Kardashian. To be honest with you, I think yeah. it was both of them together was just like sent him off the deep end. It just seems like he don't really have any moral support. No. You know, he not even you know, and Kim Kim K really doesn't have his. She doesn't have uh, his best interest. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. And yeah. so, moving from there, like. You said your your style would be more conducive to like a Cole or a Kendrick yeah. or, or, uh, or because uh, because it's, and it's, again it's just because I'm all for keeping it real like I you know I am from New Albany bro yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying and so at the end of the day you know I mean yeah I mean you know we rough but we ain't no let's Compton be, let's be honest though like who really knew about Fayetteville until Cole nobody nobody knew a Fayette Fayette nine at all. <laughs> no, I really knew about Fayetteville before COVID. Nah. You got to be that first person to say, all right, this is where I'm from. This is where I'm going to own. Right. And see, Tiller and, and now Jack Harlow already had someone step up in front of him, even though it wasn't a rapper, but it was Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali put Louisville on the map. The Louisville did. lip. I mean, that, that guy ne- was never ashamed to say where he was from. Right. Never. That's true. And that's, that's something that I feel like you don't ever have a problem saying where you're from. No. New Albany, Indiana. Yeah. Don't matter. Where, where is New Albany? It's right by Louisville, but yeah. it's its own part. <laughs> and All right. So it's it's crazy because I mean we talk about so many different things here. And we talk about music and and everything like that, but it's crazy how when we were kids, hip hop was just another genre. Yes. Hip hop was taking over. Like hip hop is the genre now. It man, look. 
you gonna still trish me out is I turn on 98.9, 99.7. They're playing the same stuff as 96.5, 93.1. And they're playing they're playing it. They're playing black music. Well it's not just really black music, but they're playing more hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It blows my mind because I remember growing up listening to those stations. It was all, you know, uh, a genie in the bottle. Yeah, absolutely. It was pop music. It was pop music. Justin Timberlake and all that stuff. But see, that's, I think he honestly has a part to do with that. Justin Timberlake's one of the only white guys that you will see on the CMAs and see him on BT. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not giving him full credit. I'm not giving Eminem him. also. But yeah. not, maybe not CMT, but, you know. But, I mean, you, you see him on on CMT singing with Chris Stapleton. Yeah. And then the next week you see him doing something with somebody like Usher or, or something like that. I, I got I give him part of the credit, but hip-hop has just gotten so much better. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people say now hip-hop is dead. The older heads say hip-hop's dead. Right. Because you don't listen to the right stuff. Yeah. And that's what, that's what gets me is because... There was a lot of good stuff back when we were younger and before we were really competent in knowing what was happening that we can still listen to now. But if you listen to the old, to me, the old flows are weak compared to flows now. Mm-hmm. Like you think they of are. the first flows and it's like, it's like watching a, it's like watching But everything a, has a source though. Yeah, it's you like know, watching it, a 1940s basketball player dribble yeah. a basketball like this. Yeah. Like that dude would get killed now. Or it's kind of like, I'm going to take it there. It's kind of like listening to swing or jazz music. Like, dun, 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 dun. like that was actually hot. Back yeah, in the day, like, oh man, oh this man, is this is fire! Yeah, like this is nuts. <laughs> but now you, you have you have guys like some of the flows that guys are having now. Older heads are like, "That's garbage!" Like you just are not listening to what he's saying because you right. don't like the flow. That's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what it is. And it makes me mad because there are some garbage people like Lil Pump and the. Some of those dudes. Anything with like, Lil in front of his name is probably yeah, garbage. Exactly. I haven't met the hardest Lil since Lil Wayne. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and I, I understand you can't base all of rap off of just like Lil Pump and uh, Lil uh, what's his name, Lil Yachty, yeah, Lil, Lil, Lil Yachty, Lil Zan. Yeah, all of uh, all of them. Yeah, like you can't base all of hip hop and rap off of those guys. Mm-hmm. You have guys now that will transcend eras with. I mean, you have three of the probably even if you don't like him, and lyrically wise, he's not up, he's not up there. But you have three of the most influential hip hop artists of all time in this era right now. Yes, and they're at their best right now. Yeah, with Kendrick, Cole, and Drake. Exactly. Those three dudes are doing stuff that no one's ever done, not just in hip hop, in music. Oh yeah, Cole. I agree with Cole that. just put out what his third or fourth album in a row that has zero features and then one platinum. All right. You know who else has done that? Michael Jackson. You ever Ooh. heard of that guy? That's, that's, that's it. Like, Talk about that, it. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's Talk stuff about that it. guys in this era, Drake, having so many songs on the... You can hate him. You can hate Drake if you want to, but yeah. the dude knows what he's doing. Yes. And Drake he, is very calculated. Yes. What, when you listen to... When you really listen to his lyrics, he is very calculated. Yeah. And he can tell. And, and you know what? I had a thought today while I was running, too. Uh, you know, we talk about longevity in a game, right? You know, back in the day... Uh, you think about people like Nas and how, you know, he was always so true to his craft. And, you know, rappers were more prone to kind of fall to the wayside for a few years and then come back with an album and they'll be back again. Well, you think about Drake's reign and his, like, path. And, where and, you know, he's but since 2008, he had, like, his first drought, like, what, maybe a couple months ago? 
Yeah, and then he you drops know? God's plan in diplomatic immunity and back. he's back. He's back. He's back just like that. Because everyone thought he was done with Pusha T. Yeah. Everyone was like, Pusha T killed him. They just buried, he just buried Drake. Right. Drake's done. And he's like, nah, here comes Super Shredder. But see, now I'm dropping Scorpion and y'all are going to be back on me again. But here's the thing, though. You know, I know you mentioned earlier about the Drake and Meek Mill beef and all that. But Meek Mill opened, helped open up like a, a nasty sore, man, which was the whole ghostwriting thing. Yeah. You know, and so I look at it like somebody like Drake, to be as big as him, I feel like you have to have a team of writers. Probably. At the yeah. end of the day, like if you really think about it, like you have to have some kind of writing team because 10 years of just cranking out hit after hit after hit. And what's crazy is like I, I mentioned Take Care earlier and I found out a couple of years after Take Care came out. You know who wrote most of that, right? Weekend. The Come Weekend. A lot, people, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't they blame it on that Drake and, and him got they had a falling the out they had a falling out because of a girl yeah the weekend got upset because he gave Drake take care and Drake pretty much blew up from take care right because Drake was already big with thank me later and uh, I can never remember his mix first mixtape I don't know uh, so far gone so far gone yeah he was already, and, he was already yeah. big from so far gone and thank me later but yeah. take care literally was just like Drake right here and just skyrocketed him and he's been up there ever since. Because right. honestly since 2011 when he dropped Take Care, it's literally just been Drake yeah. at the top. Yeah. And then Kendrick joined him in 2012 with mm-hmm. uh, Good Kid Mad City and Cole joined him. I think what really still the deal with him was the control verse. Oh Remember yeah. That? Yeah that was... That's, when Kendrick dropped, that was when he was like I don't care who you are, like I'm yeah. coming at everybody. Yeah. And Man, like, there's so much stuff in hip-hop, man, that I don't get to talk to people about because they just don't really pay attention to right. it. And that control verse, everyone really knows about the control verse, though. Yeah. But he that ended Big Sean, really, too. That was yeah. really when Big Sean was done. Yeah. Because I think, did Big Sean start going at Kendrick after that? For yeah, a while. You, know, you don't, it go, at, don't go at Kendrick. And you know, there was even during his damn album, uh, it, it was still having a silent beef going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that there's undertones in that album. Oh, yeah. That he is just killing Big Sean. Yes. And he is. Yes. So, you have those three. And at the end of the day, man, like, they're going to be up there when it's all said and done. It's like the old sports heads that are like, oh, LeBron ain't up there with Jordan. Like, just because you're not, <laughs> just because you're not watching it that much anymore, or listening to it that much anymore, doesn't mean these dudes aren't talented. Doesn't mean these somebody dudes said on them. Facebook the other day, like LeBron building schools now. If he runs for office and gets it, he's better than Jordan. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he's. I mean, I've said it before. I think he's better than Jordan anyway. But I really, do, I do. I think he's better than Jordan. But I've had, trust me, I've had people come at me with different stuff about it. I just, at the end of the day, it's just like with the, fa- it's just like with the best rapper and all that stuff. You hear yeah. some people say Biggie. You hear some people say Pac. You hear mm-hmm. some people say Nas. Sometimes Jay-Z. You hear, sometimes you hear some people say Jay-Z. There's only two people that really sometimes, sometimes a third one will sneak in there. But most of the time it's always LeBron or Jordan now. Yeah. And... I think a lot of these old heads are getting mad that someone's getting compared to him. Because it's like, nah, Jordan's been the king. He can't take it. It's, I think it's the same thing with hip-hop. Like, right. no, nah, you ain't coming at Pop or Biggie. You're not doing that. Mm-hmm. If you really listen to these dudes, none of them ever disrespect any of those. No, ones. never. And never. they are humbled to even be compared in the same conversations. Yes. And 
it's I don't know some of the I wish some of the people that would listen to this that listen to hip hop would go and listen to some of Kendrick and Cole stuff because right. it's like some of the stuff they say, man, like you'd be blown away with some of the stuff they yeah. say. Man, they put out quality music. All absolutely, the time. Yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking again just now, just different shows that we've been to and stuff. Yeah. And I remember the day I saw Cole last year, because you were mm-hmm. the first person I texted. I yeah. was like, I was like, you told me you were crying. I did. <laughs> I, I hate to admit that on here, but it was just like, man, this is crazy. Like yeah. I wasn't like weeping or nothing. Like I wanted to. Thing, like I'm in like a Pentecostal church just like <laughs> weeping on my knees or nothing but it was like you get a tear in your eye because it's like you see somebody and you follow their craft from like sideline story to where he's at now Wow! and the stuff that he's saying is like it's hitting it, home it is man yeah. it's like I didn't go through the same stuff he did I never had it as hard as he did Right. but some of the stuff that you feel like you can maybe relate to and now you see in him he didn't want to play any, he, that dude could have sold out the Young Center Dude could have sold off the Yumson. I don't. I don't. People can say that I'm wrong. I don't care. I think they. No, I could have. People would have traveled to see him. And he came to Mercury Ballroom. Mercury Ballroom because he doesn't want that. He wants an intimate crowd because he wants you to feel his energy. Right. And trust me, dude. If you ever get a chance to see Cole, take that chance because you feel you like he talks to people. Right. And he has conversations. Yes, he has conversations. And it's, I don't know, yeah. man. It's. It's crazy because you feel somebody like that that is so huge. You see on TV and all that stuff, but he's not one of those people. Mm-hmm. And like you see how he drops his albums. His last three albums have all been dropped. No marketing. No features. Right. Still go platinum because people know that what he's coming out with is quality and that he what he's doing. A lot of people don't even know he's married. Mm. Yeah, did you know he was married? J Cole's married. J Cole's married. Wow. J Cole is married, and a lot of people don't know that. No one's ever seen his wife. He I think he wants to keep it that way. Exactly. Because he doesn't want his stuff in the street. That's good. That's and good. A lot of people also don't know his mom's white. Yeah, I knew that. I knew he was biracial. Of, a, lot of, a lot of people didn't know his I mom's white. I definitely knew he was biracial. And the stuff, that's why I feel like it's easier for me to, because I, I feel like, he, I don't know, not that not that some of these guys would judge or anything, mm-hmm. but it's easier to be with a, to like a, somebody like a Cole where it's like, okay, you grew up you grew up biracial, but you still know the struggles that other races go through as well. Mm-hmm. But you have to fight, you have to fold, go with both of them. Right. So I t- I texted you and I was just like, man, that was unbelievable. And you were like, what? I was like, I just left Cole. And you were like, oh, for real? I didn't even know he was here. And I was like, unbelievable, man. Like I don't even, I can't even begin to explain to you. And I just, I sent you like six videos in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, just watch those. That's as best as I can. That's wow. the best I can explain it. Man, I gotta go. I gotta go see him soon. Man. You do, and yeah. if they do that, if they do that Dreamville Fest, I know we were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. They do a Dreamville Fest more than just this year, which I'm hoping they do. Oh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a reoccurring thing. Because though. Dreamville, dude, Dreamville's nasty it's from that. top to bottom, man. Boz, Boz, uh, JID. I just got into Boz about a couple months ago. He's dope. Oh, dude, I've been He's I've been dope. trying to tell people. That's another dude. I will say, do album next Friday, by the way. Boz, yes, the 24th, a week from today. Yes. He's gotten, you know what, Boz, honestly, he's gotten better. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I listened to him for the first time back in 2015, 16. He was on one of the Truly Yours, I think. Yeah. One of one of uh, Cole's mixtapes, Truly Yours or Truly Yours 2. Yeah. He was on one of those. And then he came back uh, recently. He got some, some stuff out that I listened to recently. I'm like, man, this dude's gotten better. Yeah, he's yeah. had Boca Raton with uh, ASAP Ferg. And yeah. He's got, uh, he actually had a song that I didn't even know he had with Russ. 
don't know if you've heard that. That track is nice. I'll look it up and tell you what it's called here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best two verses. And I mean, we could talk about Russ for a while too. That dude's burying himself, I feel like, because <laughs> he just keeps going at everybody. I feel like Russ had a chance to be a mainstream guy. Yeah, but man, he blew he's, it. He's, he's killing himself yeah. by going at everybody instead of... It. I'm, I do everything myself. That's fine, man. But you're mm-hmm. also burying yourself yourself. <laughs> you're right. So, um, oh, I want to... We've been talking about your music and, and everything like that. I want to be able to tell some people, get some of your songs out there. Yeah. To people. I mean, you already talked about Have To. What's some of your other songs called? And um, Like, if you had to pick a favorite one of yours that wasn't your your baby one, which one would you pick? Everybody likes 32 Bars of Pain. Uh, that, that yeah. That was... Yeah. That's the one that kind of went viral. Yeah, on yeah, it got thirty three thousand views on Facebook. That's that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I shared that. I'll share it again. I mean, you yeah. tag me and I'll share it again. Cause I, I mean, that was nice. Where yeah. did that recorded that? It looked like uh, Gordon or something. Yeah, uh, man, it was like right up, right up the street from the river. It was like right on the corner from the river. It was like some old uh, raggedy railroad tracks. Yeah. And uh, actually, my girl picked out the spot. She's like, "Ooh, y'all need to do it right there." It was dropped by it, and so we got out the car and then. And that was one take. <laughs> that video was one, literally one take. Shout out to Ryan Watts because he's the one who recorded it. But yeah, how hard is that to record a video? Because you, I, I mean, were you rapping it to yourself still, or were you just mouthing? I was it? mouthing it. I was, I was actually rapping it. Okay. I was, I was actually spitting it as because I because I knew, I know that, and it's amazing. I guess it's just that they still do it that way, mm-hmm. where you have videos and you, they're obviously playing the track over the video. Right. But I guess you still just rap it. Yeah, yeah. They, I think as during the editing process, he probably yeah. takes the vocal out of there and just layers it with the actual audio file. Yeah, yeah. So I just remember seeing it. I was like, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, that was nice. Yeah, man. I mean, that was. Um, I love that song, and a lot of people love it too. Um, but man, that's a good question, though. Um, yeah, I want your favorite, not what everybody else's favorite. Is. What's your favorite? My favorite. Man, honestly, I have a song called, uh, Damn. You know, this is tough. Well, one song that I do, what we've been talking about today, we've been talking a lot about, like, football and stuff like that. Yeah. So I got a song called To The Top, and there's a lot of, like, football references in there, and it's like, you know, it's, it's like a lot of wordplay, and, uh, you know... I'm trying to think of something that I that I said on there that I that I referenced to that a lot of people probably won't get unless you yeah. know sports. Yeah. But uh that song really talked about my journey from being a football player to being a rapper. You know, yeah. kind of the trials and tribulations I went through. That's on that's on SoundCloud. Uh so that's one of my favorites. Uh it's more boom bappy, you know what I'm saying? Like old school. But I was really I really like Feel Me. Feel Me is a song that nobody really hasn't heard yet. Uh, I recorded a song a while back ago, but it's one of my favorites. My part, matter of fact, probably is my favorite. You yeah. know, because it's, it's it's it goes right in with the with the wave or what what music is like right now, like that style and stuff like that. Like I switched my style up a little bit on that song, and it it sounds really good. You know what I mean? And a lot of people like it and they vibe with it. You know, so that's definitely one of my favorites. But uh, oh. And shout out to D Twist from Bro God Suzuki, but Lane of the Snakes is one of my favorite songs too because that's that's talking about just uh, a lot of fake people and just you know this area, man. It just seems like you know 
sometimes when we, we get into the mix and you know you want to better yourselves and you rub shoulders with people but over time you really figure out what the true motives are call it landed snakes yeah call like it landed yeah 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 I was about to say I thought that was a cold song too yeah uh, yeah that is a cold song uh, so you uh, you play college football uh-huh. Alabama A&M and Indiana State yeah you're now in the independent rap game you're trying to you're trying to you're not trying to you in your mind like I, like I am with this you're gonna make yeah you're gonna make it like what 50 said back in the day get Richard Dodge Ryan. right that's what you're gonna do right and what would you say one is more difficult than the other or is one grind is it is the grind the same just in different ways uh well there is a level of dedication you know with, with football I mean football is very uh disciplined Football was, training for football was the first thing, my first bout with discipline. Understanding what it really is, what it really means to be disciplined, like stretching, you know, icing your, your muscles and stuff after a long, vigorous workout, you know, eating the right way, yeah. you know what I'm saying, water intake, you know, all these different things. Like those, those are important. You know, when you're being a football player and you're playing it like you're doing all that impact from running, I mean, it takes a toll on you, so you really got to take care of yourself. It's the same thing with with with, uh, with hip hop and just trying to be an artist. You know, it's just a lot of discipline. You know, that's why I, I try. I mean, these days it's a little harder because you know life. You know, sometimes we, you know it happens, man. Life yeah, just happens. Absolutely. You know, but uh, I mean, I try my best to write as much as I can, and I freestyle a lot too. You know, so I always try to keep my skills sharp no matter what. I just I just know one thing that the skill that I have, which is rapping and, and making song and songwriting and being creative, I wanna use that and continue to keep building on that and getting better. I don't wanna just put it to the wayside. So one thing I've learned from uh playing football is like if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm bringing it to making music, you know, because I, I cannot lose it, you know, because I love making music. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's one thing. And then another thing, I mean, I guess, well, football, it's a little different because... It's a lot more physically demanding, obviously. Well, not only that, but, you know, it's like, with football, everybody's usually shooting towards the league, right? So, you know, you make it, you're really good, and you get signed, and you get, like, a nice little check, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, yeah. if, if you get scouted and recruited and you, you are worthy of it, then you get the the benefit of playing and not just that but just also playing and, and making your mark on history being a musician is a little different because it's just you you know it's hard when it comes to networking and people know who your name is you know and, and not only that but it's very expensive these days especially because you want to do what you have to do as far as getting visuals uh, you know recording recording time you know usually a really good uh, engineer, audio engineer, usually charges about $60 an hour. So, I mean, you put in four hours worth of recording for your mixtape, that's 60 times four. That's $240. Exactly. And, and nobody has $240, at least I don't right now, laying around. So, it's hard to do that. I mean, there's been times where I've been to the studio for four hours straight and I've wasted money because it's just trash recordings. I put a high standard on myself when it comes to recording music. And if it doesn't sound good, then uh, I'm not going to use it. So, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a grind, absolutely. And 
And, and and when I say it's a struggle, it is a struggle, but it's a positive struggle. You know, J. Cole, he always says you gotta you gotta fall in love with the struggle. He, he always also, says he that. also said there's beauty in the struggle, ugliness yes. in the success. Exactly. And it I, that's one of my favorite lines he's ever said. So yeah. Yeah, I can I can totally see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um definitely just trying to, you know, establish yourself on the internet too, as far as like your following, as far as numbers and, and SoundCloud and, and getting streams and all these different things, man. It's it's just a lot of uh you know, a lot of parameters. It's it's crazy, man, because we're you and I are both facing the same type of things, but we're facing it two different demographics, like right. you're saying. Right. So you put out something so big like that. Like your big song with you 30, said, thirty-two bars of pain. Thirty-two bars of pain. Yeah, it gets thirty-three thousand views on Facebook, and now you're sitting there thinking, "Well, now what am I going to do?" <laughs> right. Because I put out a picture with Denny Crum, it gets two hundred fifty likes, and it listens to you know a hundred times in an hour. Uh huh. Now, I mean, who am I going to get to top that? Right. It's something that we have to learn that I'm learning and I think you've you are learning as well is it's just consistency. Absolutely. If if you are consistent in what you're doing and it's something like I'm nowhere near perfect, I'm nowhere near an expert at this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's something that you and I are both learning at the same time. Oh yeah. Growing ourselves in stuff like this. If you're giving if you're giving your audience good stuff to listen to that they can just think about at least, it doesn't necessarily have to be with somebody like a Denny Crum or a Dion Branch or a Bryant Northern or a Tony Hicks or something like that. All right. You and I talking right here is, I mean, one for one, this is already the longest episode I've ever had. Really? Yeah, this is already the longest episode I've ever had. And two, this is probably the best dialogue that I've ever had because wow. we're just talking. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to just talk when you're just talking. Uh, it sounds so token, but like when you're just talking about stuff yeah. like this. And I can do that with sports. It's just... You and I have known each other since we were 10 years old, so it's a lot easier to just connect on an intellectual level with stuff like this because exactly. we both care about the things we're doing. Right, 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 definitely. And, uh, you know, it's, and you mentioned uh, discipline or not, or just being consistent, but also building yourself up yeah. to that consistency because, you know, a lot of times we want to just dive in. We want it all. We want to get it now, you know what I'm saying? But realistically speaking sometimes you just gotta sit back and, and gather tools that you need gather money you know gather things that are going to help you along your way with consistency Absolutely. so when you do come back out you can be consistent and so that's where i stand right now you know i'm just doing things to gather before i you know push the button of consistency again yeah. and i'll be for sure that when i drop more music it's going to be at a consistent basis because i don't i don't want to just and I think that's that's kind of like the thing with Thirty Two Bars of Pain, man. Like it was a great song, it still is a great song, but you know it's just like you said, now what? And so in order to combat that now what syndrome, you got to keep putting out music. You got to keep putting stuff. out content, exactly. You, you know, gotta, you got to find your next hit, or you just have to find something that's gonna. Okay, it doesn't have to necessarily be another hit to get you back. Right. And that's the thing that I'm learning with this man is I've had people text me and. After an episode that I was just like, man, that episode was okay. And say, man, that was the best episode you had. I'm just like, that's that's the stuff. You got to have people around you that will keep it real with you too. True. And that's the biggest thing is I'm I'm a, my biggest critic. I probably would say you would say the same thing about yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm my biggest critic when it comes to this stuff right here. 
So when I'm doing interviews and stuff like that, like I, I tell me, yeah, I stuttered a whole bunch in this part, or mm-hmm. I was shaky at the beginning of this part, or everything like that. Like I, I can, I point that stuff out. I don't even listen to my own podcast. A lot of people don't know this. What? I don't, I don't listen to my own podcast. I do not listen to. Wow. Well, why? Because I want listens from other people. I don't want listens from myself. I, I could like put that. listens. I could put listens on there every day. I could get on there every day and just say, "Boom, yeah, I'm playing this. I'm playing this. I'm playing this." Look how many listens I have. It's fake. Well, I want other people to listen to this. I, I know what I say. Mm-hmm. I, I know what I'm talking about here. Right. Someone asked me like, "Oh yeah, this part right here." I still remember it. Mm-hmm. You bring up a part of an episode, I'm probably gonna remember it. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't need to listen to these episodes to know how it is. Right. I can tell you at the end of an episode. Yeah, that was a good one. I could have done better. And I, I feel like you're probably the same. Do you listen to your own music? Uh, Man, sure I do. I mean, sometimes I... I, I mean, I don't listen to it as much as other people do. Yeah. But, when, well, you know, when I was first getting started with it, definitely I would, I would listen to it a lot to make sure I would sound good, sound clear. But then after a while, I was like, man, I'm not, you know... I'm just it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you get... you get you, When you get your feet wet, you know, it's kind of like... You tread water a little bit, but then you're just like, man, it's all, it's whatever, you know. You just dive in and just make it happen. Yeah. And so right now I'm just kind of in my dive in stage. Like I've already dove in, so like whatever I put out now, I don't really care. But what what matters to me though is when I write it, how I was feeling, why I was writing it, and what mood I was in. And if I have all those things cleared, and if it's conveyed in the way that I want it to be, and it's I met my goals. And it's all good. I feel like it's a little different for you too, because at the moment when you're making and recording that song, you have to listen to it. Yeah, you kind of have. You do. To. You but do I, during the recording process. I guess, definitely. I guess I'm meaning more after it though. Like after you release the song, do you still listen to it? Oh, uh, no, I don't. Honestly, and you I, act like I was crazy yeah. when I said that. But now you're thinking like, I, yeah, don't, do it I don't. I don't. Well, after after it's been released. And people have heard it. Nah, not very much. Yeah. Like, and, and there's some times when people still come. Man, I I listen to that song all the time, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I just I forget about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm the I really same do. way I when I when I hear about people wearing my shirt. Mm-hmm. Cause I I mean I mean you see my you commented on my logo and stuff, and someone will write me on Facebook like, hey, I saw somebody wearing one of your shirts, and I'm just like, word? Or yeah. I, I mean, it's crazy, man. I we're young in this. Right. We're young in this stuff, man. But yeah. I think I, we're gonna do it. That's yeah. the main thing is we gotta keep we gotta keep going at this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's dope that we're doing this now. Yeah, I can't wait until four or five years down the road when we're doing this and we're both seeing, oh, seeing, seeing where we're at. Because I think yeah. I mean I'm not even a year into this. All right, I mean you're, I'm about I mean, it was about a year and a half. Yeah, I'm, November half. three months. I think actually three months of the day will be a year. Since I dropped my first episode. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's been a little bit. I actually did it. My first episode was on last year's Champions Classic. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a wild ride, but it definitely ain't over. It's just starting. I'm right. just now I'm just now hitting that first hill on the on the on the roller coaster, man. Mm-hmm. I just dropped down the drop down that first hill. I'm just now about to start going. It's mm-hmm. it's about to take off and I I mean I know how dedicated you are as a person for other things, so I know if it's something like this, it's going to happen. Right. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for that. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, man, I thank you for coming on. It's yeah. like, it's been a great episode. I feel like it's different. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't wait for people to hear this episode because it's totally different from anything I've done. Right. We have some sports in it, but it's yeah. mostly music. And a lot of people don't know, man. Brand, Brandon is, is, I mean, he, he knows his music. You know? That's, 
it's, he it's knows crazy, his man. music. It's crazy. I, I, <laughs> I always I, that's another thing I I'll tell man. You heard this song like no. You heard this album? Yeah. No. Yeah, he be update. He put me on game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I know what I like. Yeah. I, I always try to find people that listen to the same type of stuff I listen to. Right. So when I hear it, I'm like, bro, you got to check this. Like, stuff is crazy. You mm-hmm. got to hear this. Right. And some people take it. Some people are like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to listen to that. Other people are like, nah, nah, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I've always been into music. Man, music is... Music to me is, I mean, it's such a, it, you're in a good mood, you can listen to music. You're in a bad mood, you can listen, listen to music. music. If you're just in a chill mood, you can listen to music. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter what mood you're in, there's always some type of song to listen to. Absolutely. And I, I, that's why I'm, I'm jealous, because I wish I was musically talented, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just, I'm not musically talented. I can't play an instrument. I mean, I'm sure I could teach myself to play an instrument or get yeah. taught. Man, I'm not. I can't sing. I can't. No, my buddy said to me, "You know, singing's in your heart, but it's not in your voice." Mm. So yeah, all right, thanks, man. You could have said that a little nicer. Damn. But (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So man, I thank you for coming on. I can't. I can't wait to see what what the future holds for both of us. Yeah, man. It's Uh, a blessing, man. I appreciate you. For sure. For sure. Guys, keep liking, keep sharing these. I'm going to keep putting them out. Like I said, this is a different episode. Yeah. And I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Like, I know this is at the end of the episode, so y'all not going to hear it till the end, but yeah. I can't wait for y'all to listen, to listen, listen to this one and, you know, tell me what you guys would, tell me what you guys think because mm-hmm. if this if this is, gets a good review, man, which I think it will, yeah. I'm going to start doing this more often, man. I'd love to have different, something other than sports that still ties into sports. Yeah, somewhat. different artists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like I said, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. I'm going to keep putting these out. i got a couple episodes, at least one episode next week, uh, another one for after that. And I'm going mm-hmm. to Orlando. Should have an episode down there for the Louisville, Alabama game. Okay. Yeah, so i got a lot of stuff nice. coming up here pretty soon. Nice. And then it gets back into football and basketball season. So then it's two episodes a week. It's just tough to, in the off season to, to do so much because, one, during the summer you're out doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's baseball pretty much, and that's it. Right. It's hard to talk about baseball all the time. It's just, yeah. it just is. It's hard to That's talk true. about baseball. Year round. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to talk about baseball all the time. So, man, again, I thank you for coming on. I love the episode. It was thank fun. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, we talked about everything we want to talk about. Oh, I feel yeah. like we talked about a lot more than what. Yeah, yeah. Talk- yeah, I mean, everything is golden with me, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, man. I thank you again. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're going to, hopefully. You'll get some. I'll get some followers from you. You'll get some followers from me. Absolutely. That's that's what the end game is for this. Yeah. So. Amen. Hopefully you guys like this episode. I love doing it. I, I mean, I'll be more than happy to do another one later. Okay. So yeah, cool. absolutely. We'll definitely yeah. get together again. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. I'm gonna keep putting these out. Y'all have a good one.